I want to ask you two questions to begin. Um, and in case you're thinking, why are there two sermons? It's because we're that good. And <laughs> just because, because um, with two rabbis, we really like to take a little bit of time to share our Torah um, with you each month. Um, and the two questions I have to ask you are, first, who or what do you feel that you are responsible for? Who or what do you feel that you are responsible for? And who or what are you carrying with you right now? Who or what are you carrying with you right now? And I wanted to begin with that uh, by just sharing for a moment uh, what Rabbi Rogers started with, which is that we're both really teaching in memory in the honor of our rabbi, Rabbi Aaron Penkin. Um, and uh, he was an Ilui. He was somebody who was really enlightened. Um, and I think we both have been focused a lot this week, all of us, on what are we going to carry of his, of his Torah, um, into the future. And what Rabbi Rodich didn't tell you is um, he was my age. He was a very young rabbi. Um, I mean, not that young, like, not as young as Rabbi Rodich, but he was 53 years old. And um, like me, his first son was named Eli. Um, and so when I think about him, um, and I think about his Torah, and I think about the assumption that we all made that for the next quarter century, this was going to be the rabbi who taught all of the rabbis and the cantors and the educators and um, carried Torah for the future. Um, and what we will have lost, I think a lot about um, who I'm responsible for, who we're responsible for, and who we are carrying with us every step of the way. And when he died tragically exactly a week ago, last Shabbat, in a plane crash, um, I thought a lot about the midrash of Joseph's bones. And I'm gonna teach it, um, and I'll just give you the background for a moment, <laughs> which is to understand this short midrash, you have to understand that our patriarch and matriarch, Abraham and Sarah, had their son Isaac. And Isaac married Rebekah, that's the next generation. And then Isaac and Rebekah had Jacob and Esau, and Jacob had four wives. I know this is getting complicated, but um, it's not Utah, this is actually in the Bible. He had four wives. <laughs> Okay, he had Rachel, Leah, Bilhah, and Zilpah. And if you haven't heard of Bilhah or Zilpah, it's a whole other drosh to give. But I will tell you that tonight, when you go outside and leave um, Temple Emmanuel, if you look at the big mosaic right in front of the main sanctuary, there's a mosaic with the 12 tribes of Israel and all of their names. And I would be astonished if any of you here, um, except where's Rabbi Oren Postrel? Where's he? Okay. You don't count, because you know this, but anybody else, I want you to tell me if you know this, if you can tell me of the 12 tribes, who had Israelite mothers and who had non-Israelite mothers? Who's, who were the kids of Bilhah, Zilpah, um, Rachel, and Leah? So that's a whole other sermon, but think about that. They had a lot of, Jacob had a lot of wives, and there were a lot of matriarchs. And then one of the 12 tribes, one of the 12 sons, is named Joseph. And in Genesis, it says that Joseph made the Israelites promise when he was dying in Egypt, that when they went free, when redemption happened during the Exodus, that they would go back and they would find his bones and they would literally carry his bones with them from Egypt in slavery through redemption to the promised land. And you have to fast forward several hundred years to get to the moment when redemption hap happens because jo Joseph was buried 200 years before in a coffin, and according to the Midrash, the Egyptians took the coffin and they submerged it in the Nile River. And so as they're about to be redeemed, Moses says, wait, we can't leave, because a promise was made, 
Remember, Moses wasn't alive at the time the promise was made, but he knows of the promise to take Joseph's bones. We cannot leave the land of Egypt and go to freedom without the bones of our ancestor Joseph. But there's only one person who knows where they are, and there's this mystical quality, um, and you probably have not heard of her. Her name is Serach Bat Asher. Serach Bat Asher. And um, Asher was also one of Jacob's sons. So Jacob's granddaughter ends up living almost 400 years, according to the Midrash, and she keeps popping up. Um, she's really wise, obviously, in those 400 years, but she keeps coming to share her wisdom, and Moses says, bring me Serach Bat Asher. She knows where Joseph is buried, and she comes forward, and she takes him to the Nile, and Moses, recognizing, this is Midrash, is not in the Torah, and says, bones of Joseph, rise! And literally, the coffin rises to the surface of the Nile River, and Moses and Serach, Bat Asher, um, take the coffin, and they carry it with them. Maybe it didn't happen exactly like that, but <laughs> what I want to share with you um, that reminded me so much of our teacher, Rabbi Aaron Penkin, is this idea of what do we carry with us? And when they finally get to the Promised Land, in the book of Joshua, it says, and the Israelites buried the bones of Joseph in the land that was originally bought by his father Jacob. And the question is, why do the Israelites get the kavod? Why do they get the respect? Why do they even get the credit for being the ones? They weren't there, the ones who buried Joseph's bones, they weren't there, they didn't schlep. Remember, it took them 40 years. They didn't schlep, they weren't carrying Joseph's bones. Moses did it. But Moses wasn't there anymore because Moses didn't get into the promised land. Moses dies on the mountaintop, on Mount Nebo, and can't go into the promised land. And the Talmud teaches us that somebody who continues or finishes something that was started before they knew about it, before they were born, it's given to them, it's merited to them as if they did it. And so that's why in the book of Joshua it says the Israelites are the ones who actually, in fact, carried the bones of Joseph. And my favorite part of all of this is that the Midrash says that literally there was an Ark of the Covenant. Have you guys seen that movie? Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> Imagine that. So they had the Aron, they had the Ark of the Covenant where the Torah was, and that there was a second Ark. And I always learned the Midrash, the second Ark contained the broken tablets. But in this Midrash, because remember the first tablets were You guys saw that movie too, right? <laughs> remember that movie, Mel Brooks? He, he walks down, he has three tablets. So he goes, 15, 15. Ten! Ten Commandments! Um, and that's how we got Ten Commandments. Um, so, at, where was I? <laughs> so, 400 years old. 400 year old, I'm 400 years old. No, I will tell you, I don't want to go on like a total tangent, but what flipped me out when we were lighting candles is the kid who said it was his birthday, I said, how old are you? He said, 31. I met him when he was 10. Right? I met him when he was 10, so I've been here for a couple of years, so, young rabbi. Um, so I will end just by saying, I will end by saying that at the, ver at the very end of, of this story where Joseph's bones are carried, um, and they are carried not only in a coffin but in an aron, next to the Torah, which the Ten Commandments are carried, it's like life, Eitz Chaim, the Torah is carried, next to a coffin of the bones of our ancestors. That life and death are carried with our people every step of the way. And so after I've told you a couple of these stories, um, as supernatural or natural or Torah as they are, I want to ask you those questions again because I think these stories from our Torah, the Tree of Life, also implicitly carry with us and with it the sense that there are people who died before us, people who we never knew, people who we're still carrying, 
and yes, a whole tradition that we as a collective are responsible for. And so I ask you those questions again. Who or what are you responsible for? And who or what are you caring right now? Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>